0: Be on the next lap. I'ma be rockin' over that bass trap. I'ma be chillin' with my mother mother crew. I'ma be making all them just you wanna Hello everybody. This is Jesse May Peluso. I'm coming at you hot and live. Well, not really live. I mean I recorded this live. I recorded this live in my apartment in Los Angeles for your listening pleasure my first podcast my first episode I can't believe I made it I made it I made it in life kind of still trying to make it in life but I'm so glad you're here maybe nobody's here maybe everybody's here I don't know I'm just gonna go with it I'm gonna go with the flow I'm gonna make it happen this is my first podcast and I'm excited I had one cute little beer That I drank just one little one because even though I'm a professional I still get nervous um so I'm just keeping it real for you guys I hope you are still listening you haven't hung up already (laughs) can you imagine my first podcast in three seconds everybody's like no no not for me nope not gonna happen no attention span sorry bye bye Felicia Everybody loves that. Oh my God! Everybody loves it. Bye, Felicia. Calm down. Everybody, calm down. You don't even know a Felicia. I know two Felicias. I had a teacher, Mrs. Felicia. It's her last name. Still counts when I was in grade school. And I went to high school with a really cute, skinny, hot black chick named Felicia. Felicia Richards. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? Her and I both had thigh gaps. We were skinny bitches. We re- we united on our skinniness. Okay. So, there you go. I know real Felicia's. Bye, Felicia! I'm so excited about my podcast! I think we're recording. I I don't even know, honestly, how to check the machine that I have. So, there you go. Either you get a podcast or you don't. So, you guys figure it out. Everyone's got a podcast. The whole world has a podcast! I gotta start a podcast! Just what I need in my life. To talk more. I want to talk to you guys. I want to talk to everybody. I talk to my dogs. So uh, this is just the same thing I do at home when I've had two bottles of red wine and now I just put a microphone in my face. That's the only difference. I just uh, talk into a microphone instead of into Fozzie Bear's ears. And he looks at me like I'm an asshole. Even though I've spent $600 on that little fucker. All these expensive dog stores, Petco, go suck a dick. You guys are ridiculous with your $37 dog toys. So I'm here with my podcast and my opinions. Everyone's got one, right? Opinions are like, what is it saying? Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one, and I'm bleaching mine. <laughs> I really am. I actually I put, uh, anal bleach on my butt today. Cause somebody gave it to me. So I, I don't know why somebody gave it to me. There are two little teeny anal bleach packages, that I got actually when I was doing shows with Carly Aquilino. Her and I were in uh I forget what city it was. She'll remember cause she has a better memory than I do. But we were on the road doing shows and one of the radio hosts, gave us little packages of anal bleach and I've had it for, eight months. And uh, I decided to put it on my butthole this morning. So there you go. Opinions and buttholes bleached. <laughs> I'll let you know if it works. And then I can endorse the product. I don't like to endorse things. I don't know if they work or not. So we're going to have to wait on that one. Although I did check earlier and my butthole wasn't bleached, but the skin around it was. So now it just looks like I have a skin disease. <laughs> Instead of like a nice porn star butthole, I just look like I have eczema around my arse. Hey, you know, I mean, oh God, all the things we have to do. I'm just trying to do a podcast and I bleached my butthole for the podcast. That shows you how backwards my priorities are. You know, I don't even have like a date set up for any time soon. Just the podcast. That's the only date I had. And I decided to bleach my butthole today for that. I was like, you know what I have to do? What's on the to-do list? I love lists. All I do is write lists. So on my list today, I had uh, the bank. I had to go to the bank. I had to go to the pharmacy and pick up medication. My dog, Fozzie's on more medication than I am. So that little bastard. I had to pick up meds for him and meds for me. And uh, what else did I have to do? Went grocery shopping. Oh, and uh, uh, bleach on my butthole. Those were the to-do lists that I had today. The the things that I had to do. And... uh, I'm starting to regret it now because it looks like Michael Jackson mid-metamorphosis. Like around my butthole is Michael Jackson and then the exterior area is when he started to really consider his skin color. That's, you know, my whole butthole and the surrounding area looks like Michael Jackson's entire skin metamorphosis, metamorphosis, metamorphosis. That's a tough word. I'll have to Google that. Somebody fact check that for me. Spell check. Any kind of check. Just somebody give me a check, really, is what I want. Just a check. <laughs> my uh, my manager, Justin Edbrook, sent, hi- sent him letters, sent him emails. He'll love it. Um, he's been bugging me to do a podcast for 37 years. Um, for like two years, he's been bugging me to do a podcast. And I'm late to the game. I have to admit, I'm late to the game. Maybe the game is late to me. You ever think about that shit? Everyone's got a podcast. So I succumbed. I submitted. I uh, I just, you know, I'm doing it. I'm doing it because you know what? Why not? People don't have rotary phones anymore. You have to evolve. You can't be one of these bastards that refuse to evolve. Because you know what? You know what you don't get? You don't get sexts. You probably don't even know what a sext is if you're still using a rotary phone, and sorry for you, you're missing all the fun, because nobody can text message you on your dumbass rotary phone. You're not getting tit pics on that thing, so you better evolve. So I decided to evolve. I caved, and I'm doing a podcast, and I think it's gonna be kind of fun, you know? If you don't know me, if you're tuning in for the first time into my life, if you're just uh, cruising around and you happen to Happen upon this podcast. My name is Jessie Mae Peluso. I'm a stand-up comedian, and uh, I, I I tell jokes for a living. How awesome is that? And uh, if you know me, then what up? How you doing, boo? Thank you for coming back. Thank you for being a part of the greater good. Thank you for being on my side and supporting. Um, yeah, I I uh, I'm I'm here for new and old fans. I'm open to all of you guys. Well, not like completely open. Well, I mean, that depends on how nice the bleaching turns out. Maybe it'll be a nice situation, and then I'll just have a a petting zoo for my butthole once I figure this bleach situation out. Maybe I'm reading the directions wrong. I mean, it said just to, to leave the cream, the gel on, let it absorb, and then wipe the excess off. But the excess just went into my butthole. Oh, God. So Disney's probably not going to be a sponsor for this podcast. (laughs) Oh, Can you imagine just like some Disney princess singing about bleaching her butthole? There are birds around the river. There are queens in the castle. There is bleach on my butthole waiting for Prince Charming. I mean, it's not going to happen. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> oh man, I feel so bad because Justin, uh, a while back, w- when we were starting to do the whole podcast thing, um, when we started to embark on it months ago, and I, you know, I, by nature, most comedians, most stand-up comics, we're kind of procrastinators, but we're ambitious procrastinators. We tend to put a lot on our plate and self-sabotage ourselves so we get nothing done. Um, I am no different, but I've I've really try. I've really tried to change that about myself. I've really tried to write lists and actually get them done. So, you know, uh, we, we we attempted to record a podcast together, my manager and I, and we did. And it was fun, it was great. You know, he's one of my best friends, he's become my family, and we have a really great rapport with one another. We bust each other's balls. We call each other out on our shit. Um, and then I deleted it on accident. <laughs> And this was around Christmas time, and I told him, I, I actually told him on Christmas Day that was his Christmas present. I was like, hey, Justin, uh, remember that really great podcast we did for an hour? Deleted. Merry Christmas. Hope all your dreams come true. Happy New Year. Um, yeah, so I have sat myself down after a very busy year and am embarking on this podcast career. So I hope you will enjoy my opinions. And even if you don't, that's cool. We can argue, we can debate. I'm open for for a debate. I I like to be challenged. I like to learn new things. So if I say something wrong, email it to me. Let me know. Let me know if I misused a word. Let me know if I misused a name or or a fact. And I'll reply with a picture of my butthole, my bleached butthole, to let you know that I don't care what you have to say. No, I mean, seriously, though, if you have anything you want to say, please don't send it to me because I don't care. But I do care because I'm a comedian. That's our downfall. We are by nature, insecure narcissists. That's what I call myself. We have enough balls to get up on a stage, but we're insecure because we need that love. So go out and see a comedy show. If you're listening for the first time and you haven't seen a stand-up show, go out and see one. It's kind of fun. It's one of the oldest art forms in American history, live performance. Um, So I'm happy to have you guys here. This is the Sharp Tongue Podcast. It took me 10 minutes to get through the name (laughs) <laughs> uh i've i've listened to a few podcasts um i love joe rogan's i love bill burr and uh, th- those are the only two i've really listened to um honestly i've, I've listened to a bunch of ted talks but I don't, I don't know if those are podcasts i think those are just recordings of ted talks because i like nerdy shit but um i don't like to uh, study too much because then you start to emulate people on accident so i'm just winging it Y'all, I'm winging it, and that was your first y'all. I'm not from a farm, but my name is Jesse May, so it fits. Uh, I sound like a gangster hillbilly with that name. Like I could milk a cow, but I might also know how to give you cement shoes and toss you over a river, make you sink to your death alive while you're you're engulfing water into your lungs. That just got really dark, and I, I would never do that. I'm a really nice person, so I don't know why I try to be so hard. Hardcore. I'm sitting here in my kitchen to make it sound real sexy. Carlin is my pit bull, a boxer mix who is sleeping in his cage with pit bull farts. I don't know if you have a pit bull or any sort of bigger dog, but their farts are horrific. Um, it, it, It can peel paint off the walls. It smacks you in the face. It sneaks right up onto your nose and gets right in there. So he's asleep dropping death bombs. And Fozzie Bear is licking his balls or lack thereof, where the balls used to be, over on an enormous chair that he doesn't have any right sitting in. I see you. I call him my five-pound Mexican asshole. Because uh, he's ch- he's a chihuahua. I'm probably going to get m- letters about this. You're racist. I'm not racist. Chihuahuas are from Mexico. He's five pounds. And he's an asshole. If anything, I'm a factist. I got my facts straight. <laughs> I'm also... Um, I, uh, enjoyed a little libation. I had a little beer that I found in one of my bags from one of my road gigs. One of the benefits of being a comedian is people assume that you abuse a lot of, um, n- narcotics and vices and, and alcohol, which is u- usually the truth. Usually that's, that's just a fact. And, uh, I was doing a gig in Tempe, Arizona with my friend, Marcella Arguello, who's an amazing comic. She opened for me and, uh, There was a bar next door, and the guy gave us cans in a bag like we were homeless people, and we accepted like we were homeless people. (laughs) Comics are one gig away from being homeless people. Um, So I just found this beer. I think Marcella actually put it in my refrigerator for me. Mama's Little Yellow Pilsner. Delicious. Refreshing. Uh, Brewed in Colorado, USA. So if anybody's out there that knows of this brewery, Yell- Mama's little yellow pills, delicious, and that is a non-paid-for endorsement. Just something I enjoy. So there's, I wasn't getting, I, I didn't get paid to say that. Might be the first and last time we'll find out. But delicious beer. And uh, what did I do today? I, you know, I went to Target. That was also on my, on my list. I love Target. I love and hate Target because every time I go into Target. I just need, I literally had six things on my list. Basic household stuff. Paper towels. Toilet paper. I needed some scents for the house because my dogs smell like shit clouds. It's just a bunch of fart clouds in this apartment. So I needed candles to get rid of fart clouds. Um, I Just basic stuff. And I left and I, I spent $473 uh, in, in t- 20 minutes. I blacked out. I had phone conversations. I don't even I go into Target and it's like a girl going into a club at night and she just does shots and she doesn't know how she got home. And she gets home and there's thirty bags of kitty litter, diapers, and all sorts of candle votives. It's like I, I just went in for tam- tampons and I came home with all this stuff. I don't even have a cat or a baby. Why do I have diapers and, and, and cat litter? I gotta get my shit straight. I always I always call my mom when I'm in Target. I called her because she uh, justifies my purchases and also tells me to put shit down. She's my shop negotiator. She's like, step away from, the, from all the ting tops, Jesse. You don't need the ting taps. Put down the goddamn sacks. Didn't you go to Target for your tampons? Why are you getting goddamn sacks and bags? You just need tampons. Oh, my God. That reminds me of that. What was that movie? So funny. We're the, we're the Millers. she kept saying tampons oh you know I had the tampon but my mom says tampan tampan it's much more nasally some some guy actually touched me in target he touched me he comes up to me we're getting real aggressive real comfortable in 2015 I have this watch that I love that a company sent to me. This is going to sound like another endorsement. I sound like I'm meant for the podcast world. Second endorsement, 15 minutes in, but it's not an endorsement. I have this watch from Mulco company, and it's beautiful. If you you guys like big, funky watches, go to Mulco, M-U-L-C-O. They're out of Miami. Beautiful watches. I had it on. This guy touches the watch. He goes, he taps on it. He's like, nice watch and I'm like uh excuse me Miami Vice why are you all up in my shit right now I was in the makeup department I looked like a goddamn mess this guy touching my wrist and like confident about it too I couldn't even push my cart it was so full of shit this guy's touching me I was just like what the hell what the hell's going on here in Target bastards are just coming up and thinking they can touch bitches weirdo. He had, a, he had a, one of those weird bowling shirts on, those like silky ones with the embroidered patches on the shoulders. He didn't even have a cart in his hand. I don't trust anybody in Target without a cart in their hand. Why are you here? Everybody knows, grab a cart, grab a shopping cart. You need to grab something in your hands. Nobody comes for one thing. Everybody comes for one thing. Nobody leaves with one thing. Don't trust you. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Oh man, I uh, I'm on my tour right now. I'm, I'm I do uh, weekends. I travel all over the place, and uh, it was called the Mess America tour because um, I was doing a show at Saint Rose in in Albany, and the name came about because I was l- I I had just gotten off the stage off the stage, and I was walking towards the bathroom. And there's two older women who were like custodians of, for the college, barely spoke English. They were, I think they were Bavarian. And it, she stops me. She goes, you are famous? And I said, yeah, well, kind of. Uh, sure. I don't know. And she goes, posters, your face on the wall? And I said, yeah, 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 that's me. And she nudges her friend next to her and she goes, "Ah, oh, see, I told you, Miss America. They thought I was Miss America. I'm not saying this. I don't. I'm. I don't think I'm some beauty pageant knockout. I, I'm. I'm a very insecure person. But th- they legitimately thought I was Miss America, and it made me feel pretty damn good. Even though I don't even know who Miss America has been for the past. I have no idea. I, I couldn't even name one girl who has been crowned Miss America. I have no idea. But just you know. To, to, for these two women who are from different countries to think that I am, you know, capable of holding the crown. I was like, damn right, Shorty, I am Miss America, hello. So I went to the bathroom, came back. My mother had just happened to come to gig with me. And I told her, I said, Mom, those two ladies back there thought I was Miss America, and without missing a beat, she goes, no, hun, you just misunderstood them. They said Mass America. And I, sh- I, I looked at her in the face, and I squeezed her because then at that moment I was like, that's the tour name, Mess America. How in, how genius is that? So great. It encapsulates everything that I represent. I'm a total mess. I'm not a beauty pageant girl by any stretch uh, uh, of the term. N- nowhere near any type of, you know, uh, put together chick. And so I, I titled my tour the Mess America tour. And I just put like a crown that was tipped to the side, put a little sash on. I don't know if any of you guys saw my my tour poster. Um, I found a picture of a chair on Pinterest. I sat myself in that chair. I had my, my friend Tanya Brown Photoshop me into a chair. I had Fozzie Bear in my lap. I didn't even wear a gown. I just had some, you know, kind of edgy rocker outfit on. And it was the Mess America tour. And then um, I had to take all of that away because the Miss America Corporation sent me a cease and desist letter saying that I was infringing upon their uh, trademark and uh, that I was, you know, defaming their name and sort of ruining what they stand for. (laughs) Here I am talking about bleaching my asshole and these guys are worried that I'm going to ruin their pageantry uh, it it just—it's just so ridiculous, and I can't really say too much about it. My, my manager—I told him I wanted to talk about it. He goes, "Don't talk about it," and I was like, "Okay, I'll talk about it," because um, I just think it's ridiculous. It's just—it's it's a big company that wants to shake down little people and people who aren't as, you know, influential in, in whatever, you know, way that they're influential. It, it, it's just ridiculous that I, I was really proud of that name because my mother said it. And that was my connection to it. I didn't even think about Miss America. I didn't give a shit about Miss America. That wasn't even a thought in my mind. And uh, I I just loved it that my mom said it, that it was an organic moment her and I shared together. These two ladies thought I was a beauty pageant, which is a a beauty pageant queen, which is hilarious. You know, here's somebody who suffered from chimples for 15 years, you know. And and these girls think, these older ladies think I could actually hold the crown. So I had to change it. If anybody's wondering why, that's why. And I, you know, if Miss America wants to come after me for telling the truth, then fucking come after me. I don't care. You know, what what am I gonna do? So I had to change it all. And, and so now I'm thinking about calling it the Jess America Tour. But that just doesn't, f- you know, I don't know. It feels it feels cheap. I want to go back to the Miss America Tour. You know, you've got you, you get into this career, and then you have a team of people that help you do everything. And and my lawyer, Jeff Cohen, who's an amazing lawyer, he actually was, was, um, chunk from, from the Goonies. That is my lawyer that it's not a lie. Google it. Jeff Cohen. He's an amazing lawyer. Um, great guy. We we all had a a phone conference about this and I was like, I don't want to change it. Why do I have to change it? It's, I'm not trying to infringe upon their, their, their thing. It's just something my mom said to me. And I really was like, can't I just go to their offices and be like, hey, my mom said this to me. It has nothing to do with you guys. But no, that's not the way it goes. Anybody can sue anybody in this stupid, stupid, porous legal system that we have in the United States of America. Innocent people stay behind bars, and stand up comics can't use a cute little pun for their, for their tour name. So, whatever. There's no justice in the world. Children are still starving, and I I'm without a tour name. There's no justice, <laughs> so I'm gonna change it. You guys can send your suggestions. Um, we're at uh, sharp tongue. Sh- I can't even say it. Sharp tongue podcast at gmail.com. Um, and let me know what you guys think. Maybe I'll pick a, a name from one of you guys. But I'm I'm going with Just America tour right now. Um. That's that. That's what I'm thinking about doing. So we'll see what you guys, if somebody comes up with something cl- more clever. Or if somebody wants to knock on Miss America's door with me, I'm g- I'm game. I'm game. Tell me what you want to do. We'll put back a, a six-pack of Mama's Little Yellow Pilsner and, and show up at Miss, Miss America's corporate offices in sweatpants with no makeup, being like, yeah, well, this is real America, motherfuckers. All that polished shit you're putting on stage doesn't represent the populace whole. Here's what America really looks like. Um. (laughs) So ridiculous, man. So I had to change his damn tour name. But, uh, you know, I'm still on the road. I'm still doing the damn thing. Trying to make the dream come true. You know, in the dream, it's, it's pretty amazing to be able to do this career. To go to all these different cities, to tour... To perform live for you guys, I appreciate everyone that's come out so far for this tour of mine, this unnamed tour now. I love meeting you guys, and if I if I wasn't able to meet you guys, I apologize. Sometimes it's hard, but I do like to do photos and meet and greets after the shows. So please come out. Um, it, it's a fun time. I'm I'm I hate saying that. Why do people fuck it? It's a fun time. It's so. Disingenuous. It's a fun time. I hope it's going to be fun. I don't fucking know. But, you know, that's what comedy's about. Sometimes you, you, you never know what you're going to get. You're going to get a box of chocolates. <laughs> God, I want some chocolate right now. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I love what I do. So I, if you want to come out and check a live comedy show, please do that. JessieMay.com is my website. I'm going to be at the Columbus Funny Bone. Um, that's going to be April 10th, 11th, and 12th, the Funny Bone in Columbus, Ohio. And then if you're in the New York City area, 24th, 26th, and I'm sorry, the 24th, 25th, and 26th of April, I'll be at Levity Live in West Nyack at the Palisades Mall, which is one of my favorite clubs, Just is for tickets, and I would love to come s- for you guys to come see me. I usually have my friends opening for me, so it's a damn good time um, at the non-Mess America tour. <laughs> damn, man. Ah, oh, it's so frustrating. What are you going to do? Move on. Let it happen. Um. Uh, on this, my first episode, my first podcast here, I decided to have my dad be my first guest. I, now, I recorded this interview with him months ago, but... What I can tell you about what we what we talk about is we, we talk about what he would name his vagina. My father and I, we have a very open relationship. I should probably say that first. Uh, but you probably already get that by me saying that we talk about what the name of his vagina would be if he had one. Um, he's, he's lived a pretty interesting life, you know. He dated a, a playmate when he was in Denmark in the 1960s, a playboy playmate. Um, we, we, we talk about how he used to sell stuff on the black market when he was over there with all of his friends. They would sell cigarettes and, and alcohol to get money to be able to take German chicks out. Uh, we talk about sexual Puritans and the sexual revolution. And we talk about how he met my mother. We talk about their divorce. So it's a really, it's a, it's a interesting interview. I only had 30 minutes to talk to him because we had to go eat. So it's, it's, it, he'll be back again. He'll he'll be a re- reoccurring guest, obviously, because he's one of my best friends and he's my father. So um, it's a short interview, but we covered a lot: <laughs> war, my dad's vagina, and divorce. Um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. My, my um uh, my my dad's a is a, is a character. <laughs> That's another thing people say all the time. Well, my dad's a character. My family's so funny. You should hang out at my house for Christmas time. You'll get a lot of material for your skits. Um, but my dad is, is hilarious. Growing up, he was, just, he was just fun. He was a fun dad. Uh, we used to do this thing. He would take me to the mall. I was one of those girls that was not embarrassed by her father. I loved my dad. Um, and you know, when, when I was younger, my, my mom, when I was about nine, 9 or 10, my mom and dad got separated. You know, She kicked my dad out and then moved in my neighbor's father. Oh, why does Jessie Mae do stand-up comedy? Oh, maybe that pivotal point in her life? Yeah, my mother moved in my neighbor's dad, Steve, um, and kicked my dad out. So that's an interesting fact, a little factoid for you. Uh, at one point in my life, I had two stepsisters. I have two half-sisters from my father's first marriage, and I have one full sister from my father and my mother. So I had a total of five sisters from five different marriages at one point in my life, and let me just tell you, we have to, we had to go to like six different houses on Christmas day. So any guy that ever dated me, I was like, Hey, c- we, we're we going to need to take a gas stop because we have to go to 17 different households. Cause there's 37 marriages between my mother and my father. <laughs> oh, the upstate life. That's what happens when you're from a town like Syracuse, New York. That's where I'm from. It's a common story. So, you know, there's no shame in it. It's just what happens. Parents get divorced. And then you have these sloppy relations between step and half and full sisters and all these different, you know, relatives that come into your life. But, uh, my father was amazing. You know, he, he, he was a really good dad. He used to, when he he used to take me to the mall What I was saying before, and he would pretend to slap me. I know that sounds horrible, but he would pretend to slap me and I would go with it. Like he would smack his hand against his hand, but make it look like he was hitting me in the face. And him and I thought this was hilarious. Looking back on it, not funny. Actually, kind of offensive. We probably could have been arrested, but you know, th- those were different times. <laughs> now there would be thirty-seven blogs written about him, and he's not even a famous person. You know, a father, fake slaps his daughter in the mall. But he just was fun. He just liked to have fun, and you know, he, he his, his whole thinking when we were growing up. He always loved used cars. I must have had about ten used cars. That my father bought. And we would just rotate them between my dad, my sister, and I. When one piece of shit car would break down, we would just switch cars. I think his thinking was, if I buy ten shitty cars, that equals one good car. (laughs) So we just always had shitty used cars. And we always had to put them in the shop and get them fixed. And it was always so funny because when my dad would borrow my car or take my car to get fixed or whatever the situation was, whenever I got my car back... And I came to an abrupt stop at a stop sign. All of his empty beer bottles would come from underneath the driver's seat and hit the backs of my heels. It would just be clink, 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 clink. All these empty Budweiser bottles would hit the backs of my heels because my dad is a little bit of a lush and obviously has no qualms about drinking and driving. Um, so that was hilarious. That my dad would just give me the car back and I would have to lecture him about all the beer bottles that he left in the car. And he would, you know, be like, well, you know, I just, it wasn't me. (laughs) Can you imagine if I got pulled over by a police officer and the beer bottle just happened to be at the base of my foot and he happened to see it and he'd be like, ma'am, there's an empty beer bottle at your foot. I, the truth would be, they're my dad's. But nobody would ever believe that. That's a lie that people tell to avoid telling the truth. But it's my truth. (laughs) Those were legitimately my dad's beer bottles. Um, He just, you know, what are you going to do in a small town like Syracuse, New York? That's what people do. They drink. They do drugs. They bone. They get divorced. Uh, You know, it's just a... Uh, it's a cycle of all of this, and it, it's just what I was raised in. Um, you know, my, my I was in bars when I was thirteen, fourteen years old. My my cousin owned a bar in downtown Syracuse called Area Fifty One. It was, it was alien themed after the you know, Area Fifty One site that is that is infamous, famous now through uh, American history, and I think was it Roslindale. Uh, where, the, where the UFO was supposedly landed. So that that's what the my cousin's bar was decorated after. Just a bunch of aliens, and here's me, 14 years old, drinking what? Oh, God, I used to drink the um, slow gin fizz. I just like the sound of it. Cosmopolitans. Oh, God, I used to drink the sugary, shitty drinks, and then he'd get raided because he always had issues at the bar, and he would throw me in the beer cooler with all the beer. I, I used to have to hide behind the 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 cases of Heineken in a beer cooler when the cops came, 14 years old. I was destined to be a a, a neurosurgeon with that sort of uh, exposure. (laughs) God, it's so funny to look back and remember all this craziness. You know, it's just what people do in these towns. They drink, they do drugs, they bone. It's just what happens, man. But, um, my dad was great. It's just He just was a great dad. I'm so fortunate th- to come out of a divorce between my parents and to have a father that I consider one of my best friends. It, it, me, My best friend, actually. Not one of my best friends. He is my best friend. Uh, we talk all the time. We're very similar. We love horror movies. We, he always calls me and, and leaves messages about the shitty movies that he watches. Um he used to let me watch horror movies when I was very young, and and to this day I am a horror movie fanatic. So if you have any horror movie recommendations, please send them to me because I am obsessed with them. I watch them all the time. Whenever I'm on the road, I always Netflix some horror movie um, thriller. It doesn't you know it doesn't have to be. I like all horror genre, the whole genre. B movies, creature features, thrillers, um, just you name it. I, I love all of it. Good movies, bad movies, paranormal movies, anything. I I just, I'm obsessed with that genre because of my father. Um, and if you guys are, you know, Norwegians have made a couple really good movies. Troll Hunter, I I recommend if you have time to watch Troll Hunter is really great. And Rare Exports is another really good movie. Those are both on Netflix, Troll Hunter and Rare Exports. And actually if you're into like the paranormal activity format where it's shot, uh, where it feels like a, a live shot, you know, shot with a handy cam per se, that that sort of Blair Witch um, style, a la Blair Witch. There's a really great Sasquatch movie. I'm always looking for really good Bigfoot movies, and there has yet to be one since Harry and the Hendersons, and that's a family movie. There's There has yet to been one that's a that's a horror, exciting, thrilling, scary one, and I found one. Actually, I was talking to my friend Chris Hardwick about this because he also loves these movies, and I recommended it to him. It's called Exists. I have to find out if he watched it, if he enjoyed it, because I recommended it to him. It's called Exists. Check it out. It is on Netflix. I loved it. It was fun. Um, But, yeah, that's that's something that my dad and I share together that is just one of our things. And drinking. We love drinking. (laughs) What are you going to do, man? It's just... Par for the course, you know. It, it's it's just what happens. And uh, besides, you know that being one of his vices, he was a really great dad, a really really amazing amazing father. And um, I'm very fortunate. And I wish that the interview was longer for you guys as my first podcast, um, but hopefully it'll leave you wanting more. Because he, he loves to tell stories, and he's full of life and fun, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. God, I fucking hate that word. Um, but he actually, I, he's done stand-up in my shows when I was in Syracuse, when I, I used to do this show once a year at the Palace Theater, which is a really great theater, old theater in Syracuse, New York, in Eastwood. They play movies, and they do live shows, so if you have a chance, check them out. They uh, sometimes get really good um, performers there, Palace Theater. Um, They they were nice enough to lend me their stage to perform for three years in a row, and the last year that I did it, I think about in 2009 or 2010, I had my father come up and tell some jokes because he loves comedy, and he's naturally a funny person. He does bar jokes, you know, just the jokes that are recycled, through the bar, but through the bar scene, you know, where he hangs out at change of pace. So whatever jokes he hears from there, he, he told on stage and he did great. I was so proud of him. He has, he's, he's, he's got it. I was like, damn, you better get off stage because you know, I don't want to have to compete with my father, <laughs> but he was so cute. Uh, and then when I was home for Thanksgiving this past year, 2014, I did the Syracuse Funny Bone, which is going to be a reoccurring. Gig that I do um, Thanksgiving weekend, so if you're in Syracuse, New York, mark that on your calendar. I will be back this year, and if you were there last year, you saw my father on stage telling jokes, and it just was so cool. You know, this this career comes with so much sacrifice. I I miss everything for my family. You know, I'm I'm in LA now. I'm living in LA, and I'm on the road all the time. Um, so it's just so hard to be away from them all the time and, and to have my dad be on stage in my hometown of Syracuse, New York at the funny bone and have him tell jokes. It was just, it was really, it was really special. It was special. It was really cool to share that moment with him and it was documented. You know, um, one of my friends, Rebecca Perry, she's an amazing photographer, um, Follow the Stars is her Twitter handle, Instagram handle, if you can look up her stuff. She's really great. She was there and was nice enough to take a bunch of photos of my father on stage. So now that moment is eternalized and documented forever. Um, It it just, it it really was really cool. And then my father came and visited me in L.A. a few months ago when I was performing at San Jose. Uh, I also had Marcella opening for me again there, and he did jokes there as well. My dad's a touring comedian now. <laughs> and he did amazing and it just oh, it was just so cool. It was so cool to share that moment with my dad and you know to to just show him like all the sacrifice is worth it. I'm making a living doing what I love and he was one of the people he was really the conduit for me into stand-up comedy. He was he was my comedy conduit. He he introduced me t- to comedy and comedy specials when I was a kid and and him and I loved Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder movies together we used to watch those I have all of them on DVD so my father really is one of the reasons that I got into stand-up comedy and um, it just it was just validating and special to share the stage with him per se so um, yeah that's that's Joe Peluso my father my father the flatulent hero so uh I hope you enjoy the interview. i baby check me Hold it right in your, just like that. What's on your song on your glasses you got a little speckle of something. I did. Don't put the microphone down.
1: No, don't worry. I'll take it off after.
0: You're
1: Shh. <laughs> she meows. He meows all the time.
0: Why do you always call your cat She? It's a right. He has balls. My
1: cat, my cat was female? All the cats we had were female.
0: Yeah, but this one's a male. I How would you feel I if I called you mom?
1: I correct myself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> would you like it if I called you mom?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a twat.
0: <laughs> Dad! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the jury's still out on that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not sure what you have. The noises that come out of your body.
1: Yeah, I had one of those operations. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what operation you that? I have a that?
1: vagina now. You do? <laughs> yeah.
0: would, what would you name your vagina?
1: I even uh, Come on in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be a slut.
1: Oh, the biggest slut in the world. <laughs> <laughs> i get even for all the ones I missed.
0: <laughs> you'd get even for all the ones the you all missed. All the ones I missed, Did yeah. you miss a lot?
1: Oh, everybody did. Nobody well, was lucky 100% of the time.
0: Talking to the microphone, Dad. I was
1: luckier than most, though.
0: Who I was your type? What kind of? I feel like you liked redheads.
1: <laughs> redheads were my favorite.
0: So you were into those those gingers.
1: I took out a couple really gorgeous redheads. I mean they were outstanding.
0: You said you took out a Playboy chick one time. Yeah,
1: she was in the uh, Playboy magazine.
0: You sure she just wasn't in like a?
1: When I was in Copenhagen.
0: You sure she just wasn't arrested and she was in a lineup?
1: No, no, she showed me the magazine.
0: And it was Playboy.
1: I don't. know. I don't think it was Playboy. because the one you got me. Didn't have her picture in it. So, so it probably was just the paper. It was like no. It was one of the magazines they had there in Copenhagen in, w- in the sex stores. That's what it was. She was sh- supposed to be a of
0: what kind of narcissistic girl it's like here let me show you my well I guess if I was you well, know Well she was a, if she was, was only a eighteen like years old. How old were you? Well, I hope it w- this was a twenty four. This is when you were in Germany.
1: Yeah. yeah so she a- said,
0: Hey my name is number five. Let's go look at my magazine she layout.
1: She picked
0: me up. She picked you up in what?
1: In a hotel. Sitting in a dining room.
0: In the dining room. Yeah.
1: She walked to the door and she went like this with her finger. And I did the hundred yard dash in nine point two. I told. She waved th- over. She
0: waved you over with she her finger. She waved me
1: over. She did. She was with some old guy. What did he, he look? He what did, did he look dinner. like? She she was she was a real hustler, this girl.
0: What did he look like? He was he wasn't a
1: bad looking guy, but he probably was about 55, 60 years old.
0: He was with her when she tried to pick you up.
1: She left. She walked. She got up and left. Give him a kiss on the head and walked walked to the door and give me the f- come, Heather, saying.
0: She ki- so how do you know it wasn't her dad?
1: It could have been. <laughs> I, forgot to, I forgot to ask you. You don't
0: it. know how they roll in Germany. You know, they got loose loose, loose morals over this is, there. This is Denmark. Oh, Denmark. What year was this?
1: 60, uh, wait, wait, 60, 62, I think. 62. 60, 62.
0: How old were you in 62?
1: I was 25. Oh, 24, actually. You were, 24, a, you were 24. a knockout. Oh. Thick
0: head of Sicilian hair.
1: Joe Georgiana Joe was with me. He, keep, he got activated with me he was uh, Joe
0: Georgiana he
1: jump out of cars and go after girls
0: <laughs> he looked what? like you know he looked like he looked like Cary Grant
1: no he looked like uh, or who was the
0: act that old actor
1: no he looked like uh, the, what the hell was it uh, Joe uh, little Joe on uh, Ponderosa
0: not no nobody knows what little Ponderosa is yeah. that a commercial <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <What> the <laughs> hell is that it's an old sounds te- like
1: old TV series
0: Ponderosa, Dad. That's a steakhouse where people well, get. No, no, I know that. They but get like the shits it from the Ponderosa. series.
1: Popular series, and he was, he was Little Joe. Little it, House on the Little Prairie. House
0: on the Prairie. Oh wait, wait. What's the guy's name from Little House on the Prairie? Uh, uh, he died. Yeah, he died. What's his name? Oh, we can okay. Google this. So this is the best Google. part, Dad. Do you know what Google is, Dad? Yeah, I know Google. Yeah. What's Google?
1: Google. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is it? Google. Yeah, you said you know what it is. No,
1: I don't. Know. You go to, if you want to know something, go to Google.
0: Okay, but where where do you find Google? I have no idea. I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't have a computer. I have a cell phone. that's a rotary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Michael Landon.
1: Michael Landon. Yes. yes. I
0: I didn't even. Ha- that's I, Joe.
1: Looks just like him.
0: I didn't even put it in. That's how much of a loser I am but I know his name when he was Hayden.
1: young he looked just like
0: Joe Georgiana was a good looking guy
1: oh yeah he still is
0: he's is still good looking you guys were in Germany together yeah and this is where he found the red was he with you when you found the redhead
1: uh no he had already found somebody
0: yeah but I'm we sure he like
1: did we had like uh five or six guys we all went together I think Joe was out with some girl that night
0: what were you guys doing in Germany like there was no what was going we're in on Copenhagen yeah but why were you in Copenhagen
1: because a wonderful president, Kennedy.
0: Talk about smashing they girls. Had the,
1: the Russians, Berlin was in East Germany. East Germany was communistic. The Russians, they gave You're using Russians, a lot of big words they right they now, They gave now, Dad. Russians East Germany after the war because they came and conquered East Germany.
0: Kennedy gave?
1: They let them keep the country. They turned it communist. How
0: great is that? You just, here's a so country for you. Well,
1: West Berlin was, was free. West Berlin had uh, 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 three different, they had the Russian zone, the American zone, the British zone, and they had the, the gate, and you couldn't go into East Germany. You, they wouldn't let you in. It was, it was against their uh, principles. To let, they didn't want the country to unite. So, so they separated. Let, they wouldn't let any of the West Germans in. So anyway, he started some uh, problems with the uh, Berlin Corridor, the Russians. They made the planes fly real low and go into Berlin.
0: That's they, some real stealth shit right there.
1: And um, so they made a problem for the United States— was it in to be Berlin, below radar? In Berlin. It caused a problem in Berlin because of the screwing up the uh, planes. Com- they made the planes come in real low. and they, If you if you fly low, the plane gets buffeted like shit. Because They, of they fly the, right. 30,000, 35,000 feet. The Russians made them fly 10,000. And they aggravated the situation with the the, the West Germans wanting to go to East Germany to visit their relatives. They wouldn't let them in. So he activated us. We got activated.
0: So you guys were there trying to bang redheaded girls. We were
1: there. We were a radar outfit. We had World War II radar. Oh, you
0: guys must look like just uh, dapper dance. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Did you oh, have guns? Was... No.
0: Whoa, so what the fuck? You are just there? No, we
1: were there. Just send just, What were you Because we were troops. You know, America... just banging
0: girls? American troops. How many girls do you think you snagged over there? <laughs> <laughs> Give me your ballpark no, number. A bunch, How many girls were in your ballpark?
1: A bunch. Probably 10. How many
0: girls did you park your balls in? Give me a ballpark.
1: Probably 10. 10? 10, 12.
0: How, how long were you over there?
1: We were there uh, almost a year.
0: At Dad, that's almost one a month. That's not bad. No, no. I was you had going, to work for it, though. It wasn't yeah, coming easy.
1: A, yeah, because you couldn't speak the language.
0: Oh, you're going to blame it on speaking the language? You know what? Dick is universal, Dad.
1: Yeah. Everyone I, I, speaks I got dick. Down, I got one line down, plant, down pat. What? Will you sleep sleep with me later tonight?
0: You, you learn, how Do you, do you
1: remember how to with say it? it? Say it again? Do schlafen mit mir, heiter abben.
0: You still remember?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's my. Mo-
0: <laughs> Is that how you got mom? Do schlafen mit mir, heiter Abend.
1: mit <laughs> mir, Okay,
0: me, I got me one for sleep you. With
1: me tonight.
0: voulez vous coucher avec moi Look at well, the United well, I went, Nations.
1: I met a French girl.
0: In, in Germany, that, in Copenhagen. In
1: Germany, in a nightclub
0: she a bitch? She was
1: French. No, she was pretty. I asked her to dance. We were out there dancing. And I had the stupid, stupid idea to say, well, maybe I'll throw some French at her. I said, parlez vous francais, which means that you speak French. She went nuts. She thought I spoke French.
0: And then you just stuck your tongue down her throat. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, this is the only French I know.
1: That's it. That was funny. She starts throwing French at me.
0: <laughs> I play dumb. What would you do? did you guys sell stuff like black market? Uh,
1: bo- uh, whiskey and cigarettes.
0: So how did that work? You stole we, from...
1: We, we were, what did he call us? The, our commander? Yeah. He called us because we we're all, were all from the Syracuse. He, Five of you? All No, the whole outfit was from Syracuse.
0: So how many guys?
1: Oh, it must have been uh, 50 of us maybe. Wow. 50, 60. And nobody like got
0: that. shot at. It was a total no, peaceful... No, no,
1: no, no, no. No fighting. Just, it was just a... Show of strength. They just sent us over there for a show. You
0: just for strength, and you're out there finger banging redhead. <laughs> <laughs> this is what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: didn't do anything for a year. We sat in our ass for a year.
0: <laughs> we couldn't.
1: We couldn't. We couldn't detect a pigeon in the air with the radar they gave us. <laughs> the, what was equipment story. like? Just like World War Two equipment. <laughs> it was. Oh, this in is 60, 60s. This is 61. We got World War Two radar.
0: Oh God, that's so good.
1: Oh my God. I said. So,
0: uh, was it just like a chisel in a. In a, in a it's
1: a blip. When radar. <laughs> a blip. P- picks up, picks up the, 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 the object in the air and it comes out on a radar screen. you got to follow it.
0: So, it's probably just you and Joe Georgiana's cock flying around <laughs> Germany. Did the, did the blip pick up your dicks everywhere?
1: <laughs> anyway, what happened was the base we were on wasn't big enough for the whole outfit. So, they had to ship some of us over to this Royal Canadian Air Force Base in Germany. So the, the, the commander <laughs> knew about the Red pack.
0: <laughs> pack. He called you the Red Pack.
1: Red Pack, we sent us all—all all <laughs> the Italians—went <laughs> to this r- Royal Canadian Air Force base, and we didn't do anything. We didn't even have a job. We didn't do anything for ten months.
0: And so you got—you were getting like you—you you got paid and stuff, well, right? Oh yeah,
1: you got paid once a month. Was it twice a month? Once or twice a month, you got paid. And the and the dollar was worth four marks, so you could everything was.
0: Would you get paid every?
1: $142 a month. That sounds oh
0: my God. not
1: like much, but you could live like a king in Germany with 142 You guys were just
0: running American. around. American.
1: Then we sold booze and cigarettes.
0: So where did you get the booze and the cigarettes?
1: It, we had like a PX. What's that? It's a, it's a store that soldiers can buy stuff in. It's
0: so like a booze, base store.
1: Yeah, booze, cigarettes, whatever, you know, perfume, gifts. So we used to go in there and buy all the cigarettes for, for the guys that didn't smoke. We take their ration. You only got s- oh yeah you'd only got so many cartons, right. get. So we get all the guys that didn't smoke. We grabbed their ration card. We go over to the PX. We buy their cigarettes. <laughs> we went to Copenhagen with a bag full of cartons of cigarettes <laughs> on a military bus.
0: How'd you hide them? And Nobody we, questioned we, you guys.
1: No, they didn't check us. They didn't because you don't, Nobody you're, gave a shit. You can travel in Europe very easily. There was no restrictions. You didn't have to show, you didn't have to even show anything. You just go, get on the road and drive to Copenhagen. Just
0: full of these stolen goods. So the
1: guy says, in Copenhagen, we met this guy who owned a restaurant. He says, if you come up he again. He owned a what? A restaurant, a bar.
0: A restaurant. How a, do you spell that word?
1: Restaurant.
0: <laughs> restaurant.
1: So he said, if you guys come back up. He spoke good, perfect English. He says, bring me cigarettes, American cigarettes. So we bought them for a dollar a carton. We charged him Six. And he was he was happier in a pig and shit because it's so that. expensive over no, there. He would probably sell a goddamn carton for a hundred dollars. Really? Oh, they loved American cigarettes because they're full of shit. Their, their cigarettes were horrible. I mean, whoa! So American cigarettes were like gold.
0: Why were our cigarettes even better? Like I can't imagine our cigarettes. They were just being better. They 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 were tasted better, at better. You know why? Because Americans the better at was, shitty things. The
1: tobacco was better.
0: Oh my god!
1: So we sold that whole bag. Cigarettes to this guy that owned the bar. It was five, five, six of us. We paid for the whole trip, the hotel, meals, everything. Didn't cost us nothing to go there.
0: And then, is that where you finger banged everybody?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Joey jumped out of the car. He saw this girl look just like, she looked like Kim Novak. Oh, yeah. She did. She looked like a dead ringer. Hottie. And he saw her and he says, Stop the car. (laughs) What do you mean stop the car? Stop. I'm driving. What the? (laughs) He gets out and he, he runs after this girl. <laughs> Actually, ran down the street after. he scared, wow. that shit, scared the living shit out of her. You know, because she didn't expect him. And he started talking to her, being everything nice. She saw how good looking he was, and that was the end of it.
0: <laughs> and when did you see him again?
1: Uh, after a couple of days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God! See, this is before technology. Now you got to tweet and text
1: oh, no, and Instagram
0: and Facebook. Now it's like.
1: No text, they go like this. Yeah,
0: that's, that's it. You <laughs> know how easy it is to bang a girl <laughs> now, Dad? You had to try. The sexual Beck.
1: mores in Europe, I'm, I'm getting hooked on phonics now. Okay. Sexual mores. What's the
0: sexual mores?
1: In America, it was like, if you wanted to go to bed with a girl, you had to tell her you loved her. You know, it's one of those.
0: In America, that was in the America, standard. it was
1: like really hard to get laid. Because they were so prude. In the 50s and early 60s. It was difficult. This over was before there, the sexual revolution. Over there, sex was just open was something that was, was expected. expected yeah they didn't they weren't afraid of sex i mean that was okay if you wanted to have sex that was don't fine you think that them. don't you with think their, there needs to be some with their family and everything
0: we're just bang everybody what do nah, you mean with nah, their no, family no, i
1: mean the family the mother father their daughter was active sexually active they wouldn't get upset about. you us. think that's bad well they, they weren't promiscuous you know they were they were fussy
0: but do you think it's bad to be sexually open like that as a country?
1: No, no, it was, was wonderful.
0: Do you think we're too reserved?
1: Oh, we were like we were like Puritans, babe. It was what the, what did I call it? The uh, <laughs> it's like the pilgrims.
0: We were like pilgrims. dirty.
1: Victorian, Victorian. Thick clothing. We were just uh, sex was like you know here it was like uh, it was almost like a taboo thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It took girls years to get. Fr- was it, like to figure out how to give a blowjob the 60s and 70s it all opened up here
0: but it's but over there because it was so it was so uh, you know re- regressed and pushed down that it just exploded and then you know yeah women were herpes well, while, was you everywhere know, you know what did it marilyn monroe
1: no the pill when the pill came out it then just, girls the turned into sluts relo- revolution started they didn't have to worry about getting pregnant
0: they were like what no baby
1: everybody was on the pill everybody Were you on the pill? No, we didn't have a pill for man. (laughs) If they did, I would have took it.
0: (laughs) What do you think the pill for the man should have been called? (laughs) Plan B.
1: No balls. No balls? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing in your balls.
0: (laughs) That's that's long.
1: But, uh, yeah, that was the whole thing. It opened up the sexual revolution was when the pill pill came out. Every girl that was halfway intelligent was on the pill. Here, a, here in the, yeah, in the United States. In the yeah, 60s but that's like that's
0: a lot of chemicals to be put in your body. In
1: the, the 60s and 70s it just blew wide open. There was not, there was no uh, HIV. There was no, uh, there was clap. You know, there was gonorrhea. But Make
0: that, it clap. Pa-pa-pa-pa-pa. All you
1: had to do was get a couple shots of penicillin, and that took care of that. So it was, it was nothing. Nobody had any bad killing diseases back then. So everybody was hopping in bed.
0: Were you hopping in bed? Oh, <laughs> Dad, gross. <laughs> Wait. So wh- when did you meet well, Mom? How did you meet Mom?
1: I told you this. I don't. We don't. Put, I don't want to put this on. on
0: Come on. on the
1: tape. No. No. No,
0: Wait, no one's going to hear it.
1: What do you mean? No one's going to hear it.
0: No one's. You're this probably going to
1: su- play it for your mother.
0: My mom's not going to hear this.
1: No, I met her in a bar.
0: What bar? What was the name of the bar?
1: Um, Sammy Keys.
0: Sammy Keys. Sammy
1: was a pickup bar in North Syracuse.
0: <laughs> Why? What's a pickup? Well, bar? Well, I used to go there. Are P- all bars pickup bars? Yeah,
1: right. Everybody was single that went in the place. You know? Well, I
0: mean, even well, if well, maybe
1: m- not everybody. Your mother wasn't at the time. But
0: whoa, anyway.
1: and uh, she's just standing at the bar.
0: What'd she look like? Describe her. Well, I
1: saw her walk in. She was beautiful when she was young.
0: Well, how long? Was she had long hair?
1: Yeah, I think she did. Yeah.
0: Brown, blonde.
1: Yeah, she. She. You no, know, she was very well kept. She had a nice body. And I saw her walk in by herself, and I said, "Oh, she's alone." <laughs> oh, I made like a.
0: You made a beeline? I made like
1: a sprinter in a race.
0: <laughs> you are like speeding Gonzalez?
1: Because I was way far away from the bar and I. <laughs> and I run up and I tap her on the shoulder and I forget what I said to her.
0: Come on. This is a pivotal moment in your oh, life.
1: I, I, forget, I said something stupid. Probably like, some joke. Because I, I wanted to see what you looked like. Something like that stupid thing. I tapped her and she turned around. Then we started talking, and uh, the, On the carpet. Uh. end of the night went over to my apartment.
0: You got her in the apartment that night. Yeah. And then Emily was born.
1: <laughs> no, no, and Emily was conceived after we got married.
0: But you guys were together ever since you met her. You snagged her that easy.
1: She was well. She was married.
0: Yeah, she but he was, was a she jerk. Was,
1: she was in a. She's in a. In the She's middle in a b- well, a th- divorce was coming very quickly at the time. And they she was
0: young when she got married. She was like 18 when she married yeah, that well guy.
1: Well, they, they they, they, the marriage was shot. It was totally shot. They don't even think they had sex anymore. And uh, he went his way. He had a girlfriend. I saw him come into the bar one night Rick, with a girlfriend. Richie? Rick, Rich. Rick. Yeah, Rick, Richie Mirror. I saw him come into a bar with a girl. And he was still living with Nancy. What? Yeah.
0: Oh, shit. So Two-timing. They, and, well, and mom was a knockout.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, you know, she did her little thing with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're lucky because you got me and M.
1: Oh, she came over one night to the apartment. She must have snuck out of the house. I can't remember.
0: No details. Don't give us physical details. No,
1: oh, she's bringing uh, she brought a loaf of Columbus bread.
0: Oh, she knows a way We're to man's heart.
1: She thought about me, but cook her dinner or something. I had, I had actually had a date with somebody else that night. But I didn't tell her that. So s- what would I you I do? S- I got I have, I got a, I got, I got an appointment. I got to go on this a- appointment. You
0: said an appointment?
1: <laughs> I said I've got to meet this guy about a job for an, an interview. I lied like a bastard. I didn't know what to do.
0: At what time of night would you have an appointment?
1: Uh, this, she came. She, I think she came to the door about six, six o'clock at night.
0: <laughs> I got an appointment. I got.
1: She said I got an interview for this job. I got to go. I got to get guy. my knob
0: polished. <laughs> <laughs> I got an appointment to get a knob polishing.
1: You know, I was single. You know, I, I, I wouldn't have any attachments. Then we, you know, kept seeing each other, kept seeing each other, and then she, got she broke up, and we started going together. And uh, we decided to get married.
0: Did you? How did you ask her? Was you were you romantic?
1: I don't remember. I don't think I'm, I was. I was a non-romantic person. I, I can
0: imagine you just being like, "Hey, you want to?" It, like
1: it was like a mutual thing. You think we should get married? Yeah, we'll get married. Okay. So then we set the whole thing up. We were living together at the time. Yeah. In that house, we had a house.
0: The one on Burdick.
1: The on, um oh, the one on.
0: Oh, uh, the one near Schiller Park. Right near
1: Schiller Park, yep. that little, little chalet. It, like it was yes. a beautiful house. It was a
0: dead street. Absolutely
1: gorgeous. It was too small, but it was beautiful. She loved the house. She didn't want to leave it, but it only had, t- it had two bedrooms. You wanted and to put some seeds in it. Small, and the, 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 uh, the kitchen wasn't even an eating kitchen. You know, it was s- downstairs was kind of small living yeah. room and a dining area, and then had three bedrooms, three small bedrooms, and one bath. And then when Emily was born,
0: in the '40s, because uh, she's old,
1: and she got pregnant with with uh, Jesse,
0: that's me, Dad, with you. Yeah, you said Jesse like well, she I wasn't know, in the room. I remember I'm
1: just telling the story here. <laughs> and we decided what do we, I says, I told her I didn't want to work. I didn't want her working anymore, but she was still working. She was
0: doing insurance. She making good money.
1: Oh, yeah, she was making damn good money. She had a company car. I said, I don't want you to work. Want another, him another baby? I said. You know, it's just you want to. Sh-
0: Why do you want her to work?
1: I didn't want her to work because then you got two kids. You got to shuffle them out every day to whatever, wherever they got to go. Shit daycare. Care. You know, it was or somebody to come and watch them. It was just I didn't want it. She she didn't want it really. She was happy. She didn't have to work.
0: But then you had to take three jobs. I
1: took well, I took another job, tending bar, and I was selling. I was making pretty good money.
0: I remember when you used to bartend. I would sit at the bar sometimes. You'd yeah. make me Shirley Temples. <laughs> I felt like I was so, uh, a real professional.
1: Everything was, go- you know, everything was good. But when we got, we got, we got really got in a hole. That was we were married seventeen years, and near the end of the say after fourteen years, we were financially we were getting into the hole big time. Why? Well,
0: she, she liked to shop.
1: I like to spend money, but she liked to spend money more. I don't want to, you know.
0: She liked tchotchkes. You you know, every woman does.
1: She was she was spending too much money. We had twenty five thousand dollars of credit card
0: where jc was it 000. all for chapels she had
1: cards i had cards oh my god it was awful so we says i think
0: like you guys had cards in our we, names we were
1: fighting about money fighting about finance And i decided she said she wanted me to leave so i left and uh i bought a, i went i had to move in with my father he, you moved
0: i remember you moved into grandma's you were in the like closet my father you lived in a closet no
1: no i had a Bedroom upstairs.
0: Dad, it was a you. You had a twin mattress on the floor. I remember no, that. No,
1: no, no, no. That was someplace else.
0: That was at grandma No, that was at Grandma's house. I had a
1: bed in, in a bedroom.
0: It was the smallest bedroom ever. It
1: wasn't. That's what uh, Maxine and Michelle lived in there with in two twin beds. It wasn't that and small.
0: That, in the in the room upstairs, but you were in a small room. You were in the extra room, and there was books in there.
1: Well, that was that was that was uh, when I got out of the service. I had a small room and upstairs when I came back home. But with the split up, I had my own bedroom upstairs. It was a pretty good-sized bedroom.
0: In Grandma's house? That thing yeah. felt like a mansion, but I look at it now, and it oh, is small, the smallest house ever.
1: So I stayed there. And As I a d-
0: grown man living with your step-mom. Oh, I didn't want to
1: stay there, but I was. she wanted me to leave right away. So I says, my Did father you feel says,
0: bad living there?
1: My father says, what are you leaving for? That's your house. You don't have to leave. You stole her to leave. I said, Dad, i, said, I got the kids.
0: <laughs> Grandpa I said, Mike. I I'm not going to
1: throw her out with the kids.
0: <laughs> Grandpa Michael's and like kick well, the bitch to the curb. No,
1: there's no uh, judge in the world is going to throw my wife and two kids out of the house. So she had to go back to work, which she hated.
0: But she did. She did part. She did. She was a uh, assistant teacher, teaching she, assistant. Yeah, She
1: wanted assistant teacher. Because si- she loves assistant. Kids. Yeah, she had a uh, the school. And. Uh,
0: and when I point, bought a
1: house. What, what point
0: did you buy that? How long were you living at grandma's? Cause I remember you bought the house two months, blocks away.
1: Six months, not even a year, Grandma's.
0: Did you work so you could buy a house near us?
1: Well, I had, I had, was making pretty good money at the time.
0: But you didn't want to be far from us. And I, yeah, well, I
1: wanted to be close. And uh, this house came on the market and had an apartment upstairs. So I, I rented, I lived, I went upstairs to live, and I rented it downstairs.
0: I remember that creepy guy.
1: Terry was there like nine, ten years. Nicest guy. Nice, a little dirty, a little sloppy, but he wasn't, he didn't do any damage to the place. Paid his rent ahead of time every month. He was a great guy. See, that's where you're... Great tenant. He was all... One guy, no kids, no noise, no nothing.
0: Nothing, but he looked creepy. Yeah, he
1: was a little creepy. This is
0: where you judge people and you don't realize they're just good people. I remember thinking how creepy he was, but he was a good guy. Oh,
1: he was a nice guy.
0: Just to himself. Yeah.
1: I thought he was a good guy. He had a daughter, you know.
0: I know. I I thought for sure he was like finger blasting bunnies in no, your garage. No, 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 no.
1: He had a daughter. Terry. So he was there for ever, forever. And I had to I had the flood, and the insurance thing covered a flood, and I lost the house.
0: You had a flood in that house. Yeah. The the bottom part or near part.
1: Upstairs, but it, it flooded the whole house. They had my tenants had left because I told them I was they're going to foreclose the house. Foreclose on a house. So they left, and when they left, I had the heat on 55 because I didn't want to pay for the heat, and the pipe broke oh, upstairs. Oh, that's right.
0: The pipe cracked.
1: It flooded the whole upstairs, knocked down all the ceilings and downstairs, oh. all of them. The floors were warped. The w- hardwood floors were warped. It got down into the cellar. There was so much water coming. There was nobody there. They shut off the water.
0: Oh, my God. Terry,
1: Terry called me and shut off the water. He says, Joyce, but all the damage is done. He says, the place is flooded. It, it actually got into the cellar and put out the furnace.
0: The he water did. got inside the furnace shut and it shut it, down? it off.
1: It didn't cause any explosion or anything. It didn't cause any problem. No no gas leak.
0: Do you miss that house? I, I remember I going over that stayed. house. I should have never lost it. That was it. a beautiful house. You were you were two blocks from mom's. I know. I should have when? it. Do you remember when, was stupid. remember when I, because um, you used to let me get away with murder. I had I, you I, wrapped I, around my little <laughs> fucking pinky i had you wrapped around yeah i know my i'd ask you for anything (laughs) you'd give it to me remember when i took your car
1: yes i remember that how old was i 15
0: what so it was nighttime i was staying over no it wasn't
1: a day it was was daytime well it started
0: a day and went into the (laughs) night
1: yeah i'm standing in the driveway waiting for you
0: but you you trusted me
1: i grounded you i grounded you for a month i won't let you drive for a month
0: but the problem is you let me drive, so I like to drive, and I asked you, I remember being like, Dad, let me just take the car around the block by myself. No, yeah,
1: that's exactly what you said.
0: I was like, i And just then you were gone. For how long?
1: Two, three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I waited in the driveway all that time.
0: And this is before so cell mad. phones.
1: Yeah, I was so mad. That you mad had I want, no I way. wanted to kill you. I said, if in an accident, I'm going to lose my house, my car, everything. Because <laughs> you got no insurance, you got no license.
0: No, I was fifteen. And you're driving
1: my car. Was I
0: fourteen or fifteen?
1: Fifteen, you were.
0: <laughs> and I, I remember when I drove, I went and picked up all my friends. Yes, yeah, you did. I picked up three different friends.
1: You picked up your friends and you took them for a joyride. I and
0: guess. I, I remember when I drove by and I beeped at you and I kept going. <laughs> and you're just swearing in the. <laughs>
1: did uh, you ground
0: me? What did you do? For
1: a month. Well, no I, driving. I, w- I wouldn't let you drive my car for a month. Yeah, but you
0: probably did other shit. You probably took me that out shopping. <laughs> that was easy.
1: It was just easy. I should have not, not let you drive the car at all, but <laughs> I was a sucker.
0: I took your car It's I 15 years I old. I can't
1: believe it. Well, you were a good driver. I was I, a really I good d- driver. I didn't think we would get in an accident. Cause no. Was Emily was a good driver, but she couldn't d- drive stick shift. Remember that Toyota? I yeah, had yeah, yeah. Stick, four-four yep. four speed. She could not drive stick shift. Emily's a little retarded. I bring her down to the, <laughs> the parking lot down in the... Where Syracuse, China was? At yeah. night, the parking lot, huge parking lot, empties. <laughs> All right, come on. Um, Lift <laughs> up the clutch a little bit, give it the gas. And she, uh, she stalls the car every time. <coughs> <laughs> no, a little bit. no. And then she's giving too much gas. <laughs> I said, no. <laughs> and she, and she pulls the clutch out of the car, go, <laughs> <and> leap forward, <laughs> and it sh- stalls. Oh, my. So I st- Emily, you're never going to learn how to drive a stick shift. You didn't, you didn't drive it, either.
0: Well, Emily's smarter than me, which is well, the funniest was, part. Well, that
1: was before you were old enough to drive, I think.
0: Dad, it didn't matter. You still had me, You let me whip around the car before I was old enough to drive.
1: No, I know that. It was no big deal.
0: I remember once when you were still living in the house, and because you're obsessed with horror movies. <laughs> you and I love horror movies. Still do. Still do. You call me during the worst ones and tell me what's going on and how bad they are. <laughs> I have voicemails saved. From you telling me how horrible these movies are that you are, that you're watching. But I remember when I was like eight years old and, and we were downstairs in the di- in the den. We call it the den. That's a white trash version for where you keep your TV.
1: What
0: time is it? It's 7.05. We're going to leave in a couple minutes. Okay. Remember when you were watching Child's Play? Forcing me to watch it? Child's Play? With Chucky. Oh, was Chucky? Yes. Oh. Laughing your ass off. <laughs> Mom was screaming at you from the kitchen because Joe, you're gonna rot her brain. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to watch it. You're like, just watch the movie, because <laughs> you love it. You you laugh at those those movies.
1: Yeah, I did. I I did that to your mother one time. We, we rented movies back then for blockbuster. Oh, we, we were living. <laughs> R I P. R I P. Blockbuster. We were still home. We were, we were getting along pretty good, but it wasn't you know it wasn't near the end of the marriage. And I brought home this horror movie. And hey, you bring home the horror movie. I don't like the horror movies. They're stupid. They don't even scare me. Well, the movie scared the shit out. Oh, That's
0: why she's like them.
1: Scared the shit. They showed this girl. What was it? Uh, it was this guy with an axe. He was killing people with an axe. You don't remember the remember movie? The the oh, movie. come
0: on. You got to remember the, so the name. So they got
1: this girl and she's, she's topless and she's in the bedroom. And he, he walks in and she, she sees him coming. She gets up against the wall and he hits her right here. In her neck. In her neck. And her. Her head stayed there, and her body fell down. And you
0: b- laughed your ass off.
1: <laughs> your yeah, mother almost jumped, out, jumped <laughs> off the couch, scared <laughs> the shit out of her. It was so real. you know. And her bottom drops, oh, and the head stays up. In her, I can't remember. Oh,
0: come on, Dad. You can't forget these movies. Uh, all right, so we go. Yeah, okay. You're going to just get up and go?
1: Well, we've got to go out. What
0: we're going to go eat at Joey's. hmm Say goodbye who to
1: is uh, is Bob and your mother coming? Yeah,
0: your mom's boyfriend Bob.
1: Bob, what about Bob? <laughs> what about? farmer <laughs> He walks like Jan, No, Jan Wayne. He walks like Gabby Hayes. <laughs>
0: Nobody knows who Gabby Hayes is. Who's no. that?
1: Old old Western sidekick. <laughs> Oldest guy.
0: Do you like mom and her boyfriend?
1: Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, I hope he's straight. That's all.
0: Like 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 a good guy.
1: Yeah, I hope he's not taking advantage. That's that's all I worry about.
0: You're a good guy. Oh, I know.
1: She she realized that after a number of years. <laughs> all
0: right, I got one more question for you. What? How many times do you think I farted last night?
1: At least ten. <laughs> At least ten times, and then you had to double one. So prrr. <laughs> 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 I think you had a triple too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 I learned from you, Joey. Yes, P.
1: I know. All right. Love you. Sign off. Bye. Say love you. I love you very much. You know that. Okay. Bye-bye. Be a future. I'm going to be the whole reason why you even want to come to a show. You can see me while I'm rocking and
0: I'm kicking out a joker. I'm going to be up in the club doing whatever I like. Are we recording? Let's see. I don't even know how to check if I'm recording. I think I am. Yes. Like father, like daughter, we ended on farts. <laughs> farts are always funny. It's just something my father and I share. We think farts are funny. My father was always the guy to do the whole pull my finger thing. And my mother, honestly, I can say I've heard her fart twice in my whole life. And it sounds like a crypt door opening. And dead souls fly around the house whenever she's farted in her life. Because those two, those are brewed up. Maybe only be two, but she's, you know, she's sure she's a lady, but those are, that's a lot of backup. My dad, on the other hand, he just, he's a farter. He loves farts. It's, it's just fart humor is just, unfortunately, uh, one of our downfalls. Our down farts. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's just he's so silly he's so goofy man he um he just honestly he'll he'll lift his leg that's how horrible it is he'll lift his leg and he'll he'll let out a squeaker that will devour your whole household that's that's what happens it's it's horrible um (laughs) and i don't fart i've never farted in my life so there you go i'm a lady (laughs) he, um I think I said the word retarded. I don't want people to send me letters about how I shouldn't use the word retarded. First of all, I have a mentally ill cousin, so I have the right to talk about it. Uh But retarded is not a word that I use. It's not a word that I use in my comedy. Uh I don't I'm not against anybody using it. I don't really not not much offends me, but I don't I'm not a comic that just uses a word in her set. but I think I might have said it while I was interviewing my dad and there's just a funny story that I remember. the same gig I did where the women thought I was Miss America. Um, you know, most of these colleges have some restriction on content because you're performing for college students and the colleges don't want to get in trouble. so they generally, try to restrict a little bit of what you say you know it's not a complete um prison of your comedy but there still are some things that you have to stay away from so I went to St. Rose College in Albany New York with my mother and her boyfriend Bob was there and I had my friend Andrew Williams opening for me and we're all in the back room with the student association the the girl who put the whole show together um and I always ask I'm like is there anything that I should stay away from Material wise, and she said, Well, no, you can pretty much just do whatever you want, have fun, have fun. Um, just w- we d- we specialize in special education at this school, so maybe just stay a awor- away from the word retarded. We don't condone that, um, that that uh, vernacular and that word isn't just something that we use in this school. We side we, we sort of look down on it. And I was like, Oh, okay, I, I don't say that word, I, I don't use it in my stand up. Andrew said he had one joke that he used it for, and he He was like, oh, no problem. I won't do that joke. So that was it. We talked about it for like five minutes. Talked about it with my mom. Like, oh, I don't even use that word. Whatever. And we might have said the word retarded ten times while we were talking about it. Only within the context of the word. Like, oh, I don't say retarded. Blah, blah, blah. So Andrew goes up, does his set doesn't use the word retarded, fine, great job, introduces me, brings me up on stage, I do my whole set, great, didn't use the word retarded, wonderful, but it's just that sort of thing that happens in your brain, when you're told not to do something, especially as a comedian, because we have naturally rebellious brains, um, that is almost a subconscious thing, um, because I was told not to say the word retarded, my brain, I think, kept it in the chamber, for whatever reason, I made it through a 45 minute set. And then at colleges, I do a Q and A afterwards. And I'm in the middle of the Q and A. And this one girl asked a question. And uh, the question was something like, why are you so pretty and funny? And somehow we got to the to a place where I was like, Oh, my God, she was like, No, I just mean, like, you know, it must be hard to like, be funny. And I was like, it's not that hard. Like, do you think I'm you know some uh, you think i'm up here just kind of retarded i it didn't even make sense i i can I, 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 I the w- retarded didn't even make sense in that in that context i think my brain just wanted to get rid of the word and the moment i said retarded i think i peed my pants a little i was so nervous because that was the only word the girl told me not to say and i look over to the student advisor in the in the association girl who set the gig up and I just looked at her and she just covered her face, put her, her face in her palms. And I just was like, thank you for the Q and A. Everybody have a great night. <laughs> and I got off stage and I'm like, I can't believe I said retarded. I didn't mean to, it just came out. It didn't even make sense where I put it. It was almost like my brain just wanted to be like, the retarded and get it out of my brain because it was too much pressure to hold on to the word that I wasn't supposed to say. Um so that's uh that's my retard story. That it was just uh, and my mom afterwards was like, "Hey, the one word you weren't supposed to say and you had to say it. They told you not to say it in the in the back in the green room." Like, "Okay, Nancy. You just calm down. Let's go on this Mess America tour and get sued." <sighs> Uh, so this has been my first podcast. It's been a lot of fun. I have to say, it's so much fun. Um, if you guys have any questions, please send your questions to me. Sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I, I try to get to everything I can get to. I try and answer everything I can. My assistant, Liz Perez, does help me out sometimes. She helps me out with this podcast, and she helps me answer questions, but I do try and answer them personally. Um, And I will say it's me. So whenever you you hear that it's me, it's me. Um, But please, any questions you have, you know, movie recommendations. If you have any dating advice, I am open for that because I've been through a lot. And I'm interested to see what my dating life is going to be now that I have a bleached asshole. Um, I think that I should start dating oil tycoons and CEOs I can't imagine a CEO dating a girl with without a bleached asshole. That's like a Roth IRA situation. I mean, if you have a bleached asshole, you should be dating guys with yachts. So Leonardo DiCaprio, here I come. Move over, Rihanna. Is your asshole bleached? I doubt it. Mine is. Um, well, not yet. I'm still... We're going to see what happens. I'll, I'll check in with you guys next week and see if my asshole... If the skin tone has matched. Because right now... It just it it looks like the fleshed f- the, the 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 face of a fourteen year old boy who's embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> my butthole looks like an embarrassed prepubescent male teenager. Oh my god. Uh, yes, sharp tongue podcast at gmail dot com for questions concerns, bitching. Um, whatever you want to send there. Just no dick pics. Please. I I know some of you guys get excited. I've had a couple of you send me dick pics on my Facebook fan page in the message area. No, I don't want that. I don't know what about me says, send me your dick pics from jail. I mean, I'm I'm cool if you're in jail. We can talk. I'll help you pass the time. You got a lot of time. So I'll help you pass your time. But I don't want to see your dick pic. And you know to the guy who sent me the dick pic uh, you know who you are and you're not even, you're just limp you have a limp dick pic a limp dick pic, limp biscuit your limp biscuit dick pic no thank you sir I don't know if it was your dick or a a light switch on the wall it's not romantic it looks clinical I don't know if you have a problem a, a, a skin problem maybe you want to bleach your asshole and you just took a picture from the wrong angle but no thank you no, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell my dad on you. <laughs> I'm going to tell Joe Peluso that you're sending me dick pics. We'll see how you deal with that guinea from Syracuse. You don't want to deal with Italians from Syracuse. Two things I want to talk about before I get out of here. Um, X-Files is coming back. Anybody who is fans of that show, I am so excited. Um... It's it, it, one of my favorite shows. My dad and I used to watch it together. So I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I, I love the movies they did. I I watched the reruns, and I love David Duchovny. I love Gillian Anderson. I think they're amazing. She's really great in The Fall. It, it was a series on Netflix, so if you can check that out, check out The Fall. She's just an amazing actor. I, I've always loved David Duchovny. I think he's very vulnerable and hot and funny and uh, a, a total babe um and I, i'm very excited about that the nerd in me peed in her pants a little that 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 is coming back and not to mention hello they're talking about bringing full house back whatever happened to predictability the milkman the paper boy evening tv are you kidding me are you kidding me? I mean, X Files and Full House. You tell me you're bringing back Fresh Prince of Bel Air and, and you know, Criss Cross. I'm going to die. The 90s kid in me is going to explode. NKTOB, NKOTB, I can never get that right on the block. NKOTB is on tour. X Files is coming back. Full House is coming back. I mean, new ideas are dead in Hollywood. That's a summary. (laughs) Creativity is dead, but you know what? The 90s kid is back, so who gives a shit? I am so excited about Full House. I'm here, by the way. Vince Gilligan, if you want, um, I will play any role in your your X-Files. I'm sure you're going to have a part of it. So you know, whatever, just bring it on. I will be a, a alien. You don't even have to show my face. Put me on the put. Make me a alien in the field. Make me a, a pile of cow crap. I don't care. I'll wear a cow crap costume if I can be a on the X Files, the new X Files. And Jeff Franklin, don't think I don't know you, buddy. Put me in full house. I want the Becky Donaldson role. Stamos knows who I am. He's being really coy and um i want to play rebecca donaldson and i think the world deserves to see that they deserve to see john stamos and i in a role of a lifetime <laughs> and i'm not talking about the lifetime tv movies he played don't think i don't follow his career i know what he's doing fuller house that's what they're thinking about calling it yeah well i'm going to i'm going to have him fill my house with his souvlaki so just uh call me i'm available <laughs> kidding me carly tweeted me carly aquilino tweeted me because true uh the hollywood reporter s- sent him uh had an article about full house coming back and and carly tweeted the article to me and she said is jesse may gonna play kimmy G- gibbler no carly i'm going to play rebecca donaldson because everybody knows she played john stamos aka jesse Katsopolis, his wife on the show and everybody knows that's the appropriate role. I'm not going to pl- play Michelle because that'll be weird when I'm tonguing Uncle Jesse. Michelle doesn't make out with Uncle Jesse. But if I played Michelle's role, I'm going to really make this Full House show very, uh, we're we're going to turn a corner. It's going to become Seventh Heaven. <laughs> that stupid bastard from that show. Are you kidding me? Seventh Heaven. That dumb bastard. Okay, I'm, I digress. Let me stay on track here. But I'm just telling you, it's going to have to be Becky Donaldson's role, Jeff Franklin. So b- all these other dumb actresses that you're seeing for Fuller House, toss them to the side because Jessie Mae Peluso is available. John Stamos knows who she is. Let us embark on our professional and personal careers together. <laughs> our professional and personal lives. Let it begin with Fuller House. Um... Yeah, so I'm very excited. A lot of great stuff. A lot of great stuff. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with my dad. He is an amazing person. And um, I'm going to play you a voicemail that he left on my phone. Uh, one of his favorite movies is Blazing Saddles. And I ended, we ended the interview talking about farts. So I thought it only appropriate to end the entire podcast that way. Keep it thematic. Keep it flatulent. Keep it fresh. Well, maybe not so fresh. Um, here is my dad leaving me a message. He leaves me a message probably three times a week. And I try and keep them all. So I'll, I'll be dispersing these throughout my podcast career. I'll be sprinkling them into each episode. And um, don't forget, sharp tongue podcast at gmail.com. com for all of my tour dates on the RIP no longer Mess America Tour. It is going to be the Jess America Tour. If you have a better name, send that to me. Send me your horror movies. Send me your dating advice. Send me your problems. Just don't send me your herpes.
1: Hey, penis, dad, how you doing out there? I don't know if you're working tonight or not, but anyway, I was swimming to tell you. I was watching uh, the mother gave me a copy of Blazing Saddles. I, I put it on. I just seen it a couple of times. <laughs> they hit the fart scene. You remember the fart scene. Oh, I was laughing so hard, I was killing my ribs. <laughs> i see if you know, like farts. You know, I'm a fart man. Oh, my God. Mango. Oh, Scaras, Mango, you got him chained up there. Oh, he puts his head in the fire to light a cigar. Oh, this movie's crazy. Funny movie. Funny movie. Okay. Love you. Bye bye. Oh, I'm a mom, I'm a, a beef, rocking
0: neat. Apple DB IFN, VEP, definite, e, definitely on some next level shit. Futuristic music lead, powerful with energy from the soul we sonic leaks, sending positivity. Seeking the truth never gets old.